Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I am Joseph M. Smith, the host of Tech Niche Tips podcast, where we help people break into tech, not just to get in there, but to also scale from there. Every week, I'll be having new episodes where I either talk from my own personal experiences or I share with my friends and people that I met along the way that have great tips and tricks, not only, again, to help you land a job in tech, but to help you scale from there. Join me on the Tech Niche Tips podcast. Until next time, I hope to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for more. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Well, hello, Charlene. I'm so excited about today talking with you. I am too. I've been waiting for this. I've been like a little kid waiting for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Waiting to talk about life, right? Talk about life and and all the observations that I just want to pick your brain. I want to see what you're observing. I want to hear what you're hearing. I want to see what you're seeing. Yes, I want to see what you're saying, too, because I think there's some parallels to what's happening. So let's go ahead and kick it off. So the whole big thing is, you know, the name of our show is Homework. And it's funny, this week I've been kind of, you know, teasing people with it. And they're like, homework? They're thinking, you're going back to school? I'm like, no, think about it. Mm -hmm. Home and work. It's all come together. It is so amazing how in what? three to six months, the world changed for us. Yes. I was just thinking about that today. How, um, you know, when you go to a doctor's office, you think about checking a box about how many major life transitions you've been to. Sometimes that's a question that you have to answer. And I was thinking about this is, this has been a major life transition for every single person on the planet, because I was like, what, what has changed for everybody, you know? And, and it's the who, the what, the where, the why, the how. Yes. I mean, everything about our work environment, our home environment, who you work with, who you work around, whether it's your puppies or your kids or your partner or nobody, you know what I mean? Yeah. How you do your work, how you do your life, whether it's like now it's in solitude or now you have everybody tagging along in your house with you or you know where you do your work whether it's at the kitchen table whether it's in your bedroom <laughs> with your piles of um, <laughs> yeah i mean why you do your work why you do your life is come into question for everybody you know like the why of do you need stability? Do you have to keep your job because of stability? Do you have to keep your everybody in your house? Do you even like who you're with anymore? You know, like the why of why we're doing life, why we're doing work, everything has been called into question. And here's the irony of it, right? Because, you know, I was in HR for number over 20 years and we 
thought we were giving a competitive advantage when we offered working remotely. You know, how can we attract the next generation by offering working remotely? Working from home as though that was a novel concept. Yet we've been put in this test case, this business case of, you know what? It's not about a perk. It's not about a company perk. It's about how we have to live right now. This is how we have to exist. We have to exist with working at home. We have to exist with living at home. You know, the convergence of, you know, I used to love driving, getting out in the morning, my routine. Now I'm like, go from upstairs to downstairs. And some days it's like, I got to remember to take my pajama bottoms off, right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. And it's so interesting, your perspective, because you've been working with people and hearing about what people have been wanting in their in their work, right? And in their, their in respects to home life balance, you've probably heard it all your career about what people have been wanting. And all of a sudden, yeah. half of it is handed to them and people are like, oof, wow, this is actually a lot different than what I expected. It's handed, it's like you had the working moms who really wanted the flexibility, right? Then you have the new millennials coming into the, the workplace saying, you know what, I can work anywhere. I'm, I'm a tech person. You know, I got a computer, give me a laptop, I can work anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to say, and we give you the privilege of doing that, right? It's another thing to say, you know what? Crash course, everybody's got to do it. The building's closed. You can't come into the building and work. And so you have to figure it out. Figure it out, right. Yeah. And that's what I've been seeing in my acupuncture clinic is the result of just figuring it out. So I'm seeing, um, so yeah, I did close down my clinic for a few months and have now reopened. And so now I'm seeing the effects of all of this on people's bodies and their emotions and their, their stress levels. And it's really amazing. It's like, it, it, it sounds as if people are, have been making do and they're still making do. And they're sort of in this state of mind of making do, you know, because just like you said, people were told, figure it out. Agencies were told, figure it out. Companies were told, figure it out, you know, and for how to deal with COVID. There was no, and we're making do, you know, right. And said, Oh, okay. During a pandemic, this is how you close down the office. This is how you, you know, activate working remotely. Right. And so now, several months later, I love peering into this and seeing how is everybody's um, lives now, now that we, because it, it, it does seem really amazing, people's adaptability, you know, yeah. that I feel like I was shell-shocked for, you know, about the first month. It was pretty shocking, you know, and, and now looking back on it, this year has felt long in a sense, and there's been a lot of adapting that's happened, you know, and that part I find really interesting that, that we are learning to adapt much faster than ever before, it seems. You're right. In fact, now in my coaching practice, I'm not coaching about careers, right? The first thing we're talking about is really about how are you feeling? How are you coping? You know, what, what's happening with you right now in this moment? Wow. And, and it runs the gamut of isolation. I'm, I feel isolated because I have clients who um, live alone. Then I have those who are newly married and those who, you know, have a family and invariably it comes 
down to let's first clear the air and talk through what you're experiencing right now in your home. Wow. Moment before we can even start talking about future planning of what they're going to do in their next career. You know, people lost their jobs because of COVID, you know, mm-hmm. furloughed. And it's a, it's a, it, it's a resetting time, I think, um, in, in different perspectives of, of life. Right. And, and you, you, you probably could touch upon this is that people are being very introspective of really what's important to them. Yeah. Really coming to terms with, what's important to them, who's important to them, and the the details, you know, of what is, what's, what's a stressor and what's, what's a calmer, you know, like what calms them to get through this, like you said, coping mechanism, you know, like what is, a, what are people's support systems and um, is the job they're in or the environment they're in or the chair they're in, <laughs> are these adding to their stress level or are they helping them get through this time, you know? And it's really interesting that I always ask, what's the silver lining? Because it seems like everybody I come across has had really deep hurdles that they've had to cross. And at the same time, every single person has felt some kind of silver lining, whether it's they've gotten more time to spend with their kids at home or their pet at home, or they've gotten more chance to walk or do some meditation or yoga that they didn't have time for before. Or now they can eat, eat a lunch at home rather than eating out two meals a day, that kind of thing. Yeah even if they lost their job, even if they are in a precarious situation of being like homebound because of their health, you know what I mean? And, and I find that really interesting. And I'm I'm curious about how much that opening that you have with your clients, how, how, how deep do you go? Is that something where people say, oh, let me tell you about it? Or do they tell you, actually, I've been in therapy every week <laughs> dealing with this too? Or tell me, what, like, what are you experiencing? I'm experiencing the whole gamut, right? So I say, what's the lesson in, in the pause? I call, I call COVID a pause. I call it a pause for the earth, and I call it a pause for us. And so mm-hmm. what I do is I, I listen to my clients. It's really around some have gone to therapy. Um, some have really got a deeper appreciation for what's important to them. Uh, the fact that we can breathe without a mask. We took that for granted. It was like, mm. it was just the air we breathe. And now it's like we breathe it through a mask. And so this whole notion of adaptation, I, I think it's a re- I think it's a time of reckoning. I think it's a time of really going back to what's really important at the core, which is relationships. Right. Um, I've heard people say, you know what? I really value my my spouse. I really value my kids. I see my kids now. I see them. You know, before they it was just an assignment checklist. It was something that I did as part of my day. Now I see them. I I see their personalities. I see their temperaments. I see their shortfalls. I see um, what's great about them, you know, and. And I think these are all, I think they're all life lessons that we're getting through a pandemic. We weren't, we weren't living through the, the, the previous pandemics, right? But you have to wonder, you know, 
did people come out better or worse than than when they went in right mm-hmm. right. I feel- I feel like, you know, and I'm so grateful that I met you through this process because, you know, you were there, you know, and gave me your services to really help me work through, you know, you know, this, this abruptness of of change, right? Um, You know, how many people are really taking the lessons that they're learning and seeing them as lessons and seeing them as gifts and opportunities versus what, um, what we had to give up or what we had to sacrifice in order to to get this time with our family or get this time with ourselves or get or get back focused on our health. Right. I would be curious if you'd be willing to share more about your story and how we met. I mean, we met through a mutual friend. Yes. And never did I think that you and I would cross paths this year, right? I mean, this was such a, this was one of the silver linings is you and I meeting. Absolutely. And here we are. So yes, a mutual friend introduced us because I was going through a rough time. I had just been furloughed on my job, you know, two months or maybe I think it was two months in. And, you know, I was, I was in a place where it was like, after 25 years working at a, at the same company, doing what I love, that I may not be doing that anymore. May, what if I don't have this job afterwards? So it was a lot of angst. Um, I never had anxiety attacks before. I never had panic attacks. I, w- I would wake up and I would, like, I, I, I would have a bad dream that I won't have a job at the end of this. Um, Who's going to hire me? Oh my gosh, the things that I have never experienced. You're talking about my confidence going down. Mm. So talking to our mutual friend, she, you know, she was like, "Oh, you you need acupuncture." Now you got to know our, our mutual friend. Um, she has in, she has exposed me to a lot of different things. And when she said acupuncture, I was like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> And I said, okay, but you know what? I was so desperate because I needed a change. I knew I was off kilter. I wasn't balanced that I would mm. get pants. And lo and behold, when I met you, I thought, oh my gosh, this is what I needed. I needed someone who was in touch with what was happening in my body, who could help me understand what was happening in my body, right? So that I felt like, one, I'm not going crazy. Mm. And- treatable. And so I, I found our treatments time, treatment time um, very healing hmm. um, from the inside out. Um, I remember you saying that my eyes looked really dark. I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, boy, your eyes don't look right. They were just hmm. this grayish color. I was like, boy, this, this stress is really weighing you down. Hmm. Um, and I was like, boy, you don't even look like yourself. I was aging too so rapidly. I was like looking at myself going, boy, you are mm. looking old. This is aging you. You have to stop. Hmm. You have to stop letting this situation dominate you and control you. Wow. Yeah. It was really about you taking the power back about your own okay. life. Yeah, it, it was. I was. I was in a downward spiral, right? I would. I almost. I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I now know with people who suffer with depression, how 
if you don't really take charge of your mind and and say stop i'm not going to allow myself to continue to go downward that i probably will probably could have gotten to that point where i was like severely depressed right mm. it's like a feeling of stuckness it's like yeah. getting stuck yeah. and you can see how you know you can just rev your wheels in the same mud over and over again unless there's some kind of motivation or or some kind of glimmer of light to help you get perspective or add some meaning or move the stuckness you know but what was key and and you call it the clearing and I, you know you know our first couple of treatments you were like okay i had to clear the garden <laughs> how did you describe it it was a garden it's, it's a garden what did you tell me yeah, so I my style of treatment is to look at the whole body like a garden. And so um, if you want to start a garden, right? So the first step would be to clear it out, clear the rocks out, clear the weeds out, and really till the soil. And before you're going to plant what you want to plant, you sort of have to clear it out a little bit. And so in acupuncture, the first one one at least, and sometimes it can go on and on and on, <laughs> is the first treatment is this, this clearing treatment that is really um, something that helps a person release. Because I find that usually the first visit somebody comes in, they're, they're really pent up. They have a lot of um, pent up emotions, pent up stress. And the stress hormone cortisol is pent up in their body and lactic acid is pent up in their muscles. And so it's, it's really locking their muscles, locking their energy, locking their spirit. Everything is just sort of like stuck. And so um, the, there's a few very specific treatments that I've learned that are really powerful, really subtle, like you can almost hardly feel them except they just open the floodgates of releasing this kind of stuff. And um, on a physical level, I say it's not magic. It just literally releases out your sweat, out your pee. You're, you might cry it out and you might go home and just sort of have this release over the next day or two that could be really subtle. And then some people's lives sort of crack open and the release happens that way. And they just say, oh, my gosh, I've been I'm I start to feel what I've actually really been feeling for the past. Yeah. several months. And, you know, I felt all those things, you know, when I, I, would, I was afraid to tell you that, you know, I was doing a lot of crying after our treatment. And he's like, no, that's great. You got excited when you heard me say I'm crying. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm running. I'm going to the bathroom. Are you happy about that? And I'm like, oh, great. I said, I'm clearing. I'm clearing out. I'm clearing out. And each mm -hmm. session, it was like I had a different physical manifestation, right? At first, I was like, this is not working. This is some, this is not Okay, yeah. You got me doing something so I thought, this is not working. But you're gentle that I never really felt pain, right? I never felt when you were going in and, and the breathing. And and the, remember the point you told me that um I had a, a release of blood. Mm -hmm. We had several sessions. And it was at that moment I felt that I had let go of the fear. And I was like really getting more excited about my future for the first time. And, you know, it was, okay, Sherlyn, what if they don't call you back? Mm. Life is not over. Mm. 
and then you did the treatment where I needed clarity because I was at a decision point too. It was like, okay, who who's going to own this decision for you? Are you going to let the company own the decision of your outcome, or are you going to own it? And I, you, you know, you after you did that that session with me around clarity, I started getting clarity on what I I really wanted to do. Mm. You talk yes. about lessons in the pause, right? It was like now I'm not the fear has left me. You know, it, I was still, you know, unsure if I was going to have a job or not, but it didn't matter because now I felt like, hey, you, you have this opportunity. What do you want to make of it? And creativity flowed in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't believe it. You were like, yeah, I don't know. I sort of can't sleep. I'm getting these ideas. And I was like, oh, that is a sign. That sign of life. That is that is what wasn't happening before because oh, it was like yeah. I could only see the cloud of doom and fear and the res- weight of responsibility of of life and how to pay the bills and take care of everybody and take care of myself and then all of a sudden the clouds parted and your eyes kept getting clearer and sparklier after every treatment and then you were like yeah I've got all these ideas and I was like <gasps> The angels are singing. The creativity is coming in. And I was like, wow. I said, I did. And I really started in my home, right? You know, I started rethinking my home and what my home looked like and, um, you know, clearing out clutter. And it was almost like you just, you got to a point where you said, okay, you know what? Here's what matters. It, it, It doesn't matter whether you have a job or don't have a job. The most important thing you have is your family right now. You have mm-hmm. a gift of spending time with your family. Not, not just two weeks vacation, mm. not just, you know, the holidays, but really in the house with them. <laughs> All yeah. Time. Love it or leave it, you know, and really just spending that time of being in each other's presence and getting to know each other's ups and downs and ins and outs. And I remember we talked about that. And and um, there's this sort of feeling that a lot of people have, again, of making do and sort of saying, okay, well, he's got his work schedule. She's got her work schedule. I just sort of have to find a place to get my schedule done, you know, and then we started talking about your space and where do you actually feel best in your body, in your home, you know, and that opened up a door. And then you came in one time and you're like, oh yeah, I went to Ikea and I got all this stuff. (laughs) Well, the funny thing is, as I told you, my husband's been, he's been retired for two years. And Mm -hmm. so he has his whole routine, right? And, you know, I got a teenage daughter, so, you know, she can put her laptop anywhere. And for, I would say for the first couple of months, they seem to have a routine down in the house. And I just observed them. I was like, wow, okay. He gets the office. She gets the dining room table. And I'm thinking if I was working right now, where would I work? Mm-hmm. If I had no space and we did, we dedicate, we'd have no TV in our bedroom because we said our bedroom is really for us to go upstairs to go to sleep. So no TV, no distraction. It really is to go to sleep. And I was nice. Like, and, and I was like, Joy, I need some, I need some help. I need to figure out where I can have a spot because that was the missing link. And I think that because people aren't going into a building, right. Mm-hmm. And talk, talk to us about how you describe 
you know, my experience where I was like, I have no place to go. I, I'm off kilter. My my routines are off, right? Because I'm not getting them. Remember I told you I saw my neighbor go out the door and I assumed that she was going to work and I was crying because it was like, oh, I should be doing that too. And I, <laughs> So remember you, you described what I was experiencing at that moment? I love that you shared that specific detail because people don't always realize that uh, especially in acupuncture, what I love about it is every detail is a tiny hologram of the bigger picture. And for you, that detail of seeing your neighbor leave the house and she was made up, she had makeup on, she had an outfit on, she was getting in her car at a certain time, she probably had a coffee cup in her hand or was going to go have a coffee cup and you lost it. And so we just picked that apart and said, what is that about for you? Yeah. And you missed that going to an office and being put together. And so we, we really um, looked at how that was like a feeling of, of container of containment of, of compartmentalization that is totally lost. And yeah. that is a value that we wouldn't have uncovered unless it was obliterated. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that never used to be something that we appreciated was having a routine of getting up and getting ready and wearing a certain thing and putting on our war paint for the day or putting on our, um, our image for the day and how much that ties into our identity and our confidence, just like you said, and, and our, um, our, our energy of how much we want to put into the day and how we take command of the day. Yeah. And that was totally out the door. So you didn't have a reason to get dressed or put makeup on or do your hair or go anywhere or have a special cup of coffee to go. Let's talk about cups for a second, right? And you had this special office where you were, right? Like in the building where you worked, you had an office and you had already feng shuied it, right? Like it yes. looked way you wanted it it felt the way you wanted it it yes. had a special cup and you had a routine of walking around the office and you had a presence and you commanded yourself a certain way and all of a sudden without those tiny little details you were a different person you walk different you talk different you you were like lost without the container and so that's what we talked about is how do we honor that container? How do we create rhythm? How do we create time for you to transition into the workday to get up, get ready, put something on that's different than the PJs or the loungewear and actually create a container of a, a place to work, a place where you can let that energy take command and actually bloom again inside your own body, in your energy, in your home, at a, at a new little workspace. Absolutely. And you, you remember what sticks out in my mind about that is when they had closed the building down and everyone had to, you know, shelter in place and can't go to work, that my Starbucks gold like cup, I didn't grab. I grabbed, you know, paper and work stuff, but I didn't grab the things that were part of my routine, which was this big gold cup that I would fill with water and I would take to meetings and anyone who saw, and I always leave it behind somewhere and they're like, oh, that's Charlene's. And they will end up back in my office on my desk. Like, oh, there it is, because that's what I knew. And I said, oh my goodness, when I get back in the building, I need to grab that because that was part of my routine. 
Yes. And that, I didn't think how big of a part of my routine. I'm like, it's just, but it got me drinking water. Cause see, the only time I can really drink water is through a straw. Me too. Me too. I'm totally the same way. And that tiny detail translated to, I mean, what did we see? Headaches, muscle tension. I think it probably could have tied into panic attacks. I mean, the stress level. Low energy. And when you talked about energy, it was like the energy that, that you expend. You don't realize how much energy it takes to get up in the morning, shower, do everything, get out, sit in traffic, get to work. And and yeah, it, yeah, people are maybe be looking at it like, well, why are you complaining about, you know, that? Because now you get to work from home. But how do you how do you cut it off right it just bleeds into your home life work day transitions or doesn't transition into couch time into lunch time into family time into exercise time right and if we're wearing the same outfit through the whole day <laughs> then there's no transition i mean i know when i work on the computer from home, I often worked longer hours. You know, I'd be at the computer at 7, 8 p.m. Granted, you know, you can get up, you can put a load of laundry in, but there's no separation. There's no cutoff time. There's no, the building's gonna get locked down. There's no, and so it's more up to you and your own natural motivation, your own natural energy levels throughout the day, um, whether you're gonna stop and also whether you're gonna do something luxurious like take a nap right or take a walk in the middle of the day you know and interesting because i i noticed that we we have a lot more walkers in the neighborhood that means there are a lot of people that are, are working from home and which is great to see but i know we were starting to introduce like you know they said sitting is the new smoking right mm -hmm. but how many of us are really getting up a lot during the day I know for me, I have to be more conscious about it because I'm not going from conference call, I mean, conference room to conference room or getting on the elevators or things of that nature. It's, so uh, the sitting piece is, is one that I, I'm really concerned with now is, you know, how do I now intentionally make myself get up and stretch? Right. That's what I'm seeing a lot of in the treatment room now is not having the right chair first of all because a lot of people did actually jump on the bandwagon and get an ergonomic office chair but that was after they started to feel back pain and say oh gosh i'm just sitting so long right mm -hmm. and a lot of people still have not gotten a proper work chair or a proper work desk to sit at and so i'm seeing a lot of bodies breaking down or <laughs> spines crunching into each other because they're still on the couch or they're at a they're perched at a at a um on a kitchen stool or um something that's that a, a table that is a little bit higher a little bit lower so i'm seeing a lot of back pain i'm seeing a lot of wrist pain, a lot of neck pain, because people are in these weird crunched up positions, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and whereas before I, I continuously hear, I used to get up to go get water, I used to get up to go to the kitchen, I used to get up and going walking to the bathroom took several steps, everybody had a step counter, right? 
everybody used to tell me how many thousand of steps they got. (laughs) (laughs) I have not heard about anybody's thousand steps anymore. I, I used to hear that all the time because people had a structured place to walk to and walk away from. That's right. Park your car really far, take the steps instead of the elevator. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. The 10,000 steps have really gone out the door. (laughs) Right. And so now uh, this idea of... Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Breaking up your day is something that is on us to take advantage of. Breaking up your day to stand up. Breaking up your day to change positions. Breaking up your day to... um, sit in a different chair while you're doing brainstorming, sit in a different chair while you're doing a conference call. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you even told me that you found a little bit of flexibility and freedom there because you could take a call in the car outside at the park. Yes. Yeah. So I I tell my coaching clients, I said, it's almost like this, uh, what's that elf on the shelf? It may appear anywhere. I said, I may, I may be in my car. I may be at the park. I may be in my backyard. You know, I realized that I could, I could do my coaching from anywhere. And sometimes I had to, sh- because of the, going back to what you said about energy, right? Mm-hmm. With everyone home, the dog is barking at everybody walking by. It really shifted my energy where I wasn't good in a good coaching mood. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go sit in my car, my driveway, and I'm going to coach from my car. And just that shift gave me this enormous, you know, energy back. Right. Then if I sat and took it in a, in an environment that had a lot of distractions in it. That is exactly what I love to hear. And that's what I love to talk about, even with my patients or my feng shui clients, too, because people always say, um, oh, you know, well, tell me how to fix it. Tell me how to feel better. Tell me how to make my pain go away or tell me how to fix my place or tell me how to make it energetically fine, right? And my whole background and training is um, a little bit of a groundbreaking view, which is really like you're the most important element to your own energy. (laughs) And once you honor that, once you find what makes you feel good, then you really find that your wisdom goes with you wherever you are. (laughs) It's like you really have to tap into your inner energy and your inner wisdom and and you have to draw upon your own resources in that moment like the same wisdom that you would give a coaching client can it be done in the car (laughs) can it be done in costco can it be done (laughs) on the couch like or do you feel lack of confidence or lack of respect or like does the ego start to come in and be like oh well you're not wearing a suit. Are you still going to be respected? Or do you have that uh, same 
um, rapport with somebody, you know what I mean? Right. And so it's really tapping into like, oh, wow, everybody's at home. Everybody's got a weird background going on. Everybody's got like a little something barking or a lawnmower going on. Everybody's dealing with the same stuff. And can I still listen through that and see your knowledge shining through? Can I respect your wisdom? Can I say, oh, wow, wow, we're two humans and we have a lot to offer each other even with that going on. And here's the synergy because the the um, coaching program that I went through um, talked about people are natural. One of the four, well, cornerstones was people are naturally curious, resourceful, and whole. And oh, so the answers are within us. My job is really to help you, you know, really get in touch with that answer you know, really define that answer. And so I just give space and room for you to do the exploration. And so oh, I had a many sessions, many coaching on myself was like, okay, Sherilyn, this isn't working for you in here. This is not, you have to get to a place where you feel like you can be in service to your clients, whether you're in the closet, whether you're in your car, whether you're, you know, at the beach, you know, because you, as long as I'm present, my goal is to be present and serve mm. you and to be in tune with you. And it really helped free me um, from feeling like I had to be in this container sitting in front of my laptop, <laughs> you know, at my desk. And I had to call you right here from my desk. It's like a safety blanket, yeah. you know, that we used to have our safety blankets and now we don't have the same ones anymore. And so it really is um, tuning into, this is like what's so beautiful about the work that you're doing with people now, is really tuning into what, what do you need now? What do you need now to move into what you see for yourself? What possibilities can you see for yourself from this bare place, bare, stripped down, isolated, lonely, <laughs> sometimes chaotic place, like what is still emerging is what's true for you, you know, and, and what I really like to add on that is how um, does your body feel when you are living from a place of truth or being of service to somebody, you know what I mean? I often find that it's a subtle subtle shift or subtle difference people can start to pinpoint and sometimes it takes a while to feel that it's like oh gosh i feel really like tight or clamped like this you know what i mean and i oh i feel a sud a subtle like relaxation or a subtle opening in my body when i shift this certain way of working or when i shift my desk to face the window or you know what i mean and that is the that's the the body layer to add on to the mental layer that you're talking about, you know? Yeah, and it's true. I I feel an expansion when I help my clients expand. Do you? I do because physically, physically, I feel expansion. Well, I get energized. So when you share with me that you made a career pivot, it it, it empowered me to go ahead and say, you know what? If 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 not now, when are you going to do this, Charlotte? Mm. You know, and I saw how you were thriving and how passionate you are about your work. And I'm saying, oh, the things that I'm passionate about, I'm doing on the side. 
what would it be like if I brought that into the to my forefront? Wow. Sharing how you you shifted, you know, to doing what you're doing and seeing the passion and the impact that you're having on people's lives. It gave me the power to just say, you know what? Do it. Because it's your passion, it's your calling, it's your gifting. Forget about money's not everything, right? If you can, you know, I've never had to take advantage of unemployment. And I'm like, here I'm, you're on, on unemployment. Really? If if not now, when? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And I ran into a person and, and you know, he was, he was retiring. He was like, this has been great to retire during a pandemic. It kind of, you know, while I was on furlough, it kind of eased me into retirement. So, you know, I realized I could live off a lot less. So I think I'm going to do really well. And it's, it's what you were talking about, finding the gems, finding the pearls, finding the diamonds, you know, in, 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 in a pandemic, in a shelter in place, when when your life has been upended, right? As you knew it, but seeing new possibilities come out of it. Right, 11 years ago, during that economic downturn of 08-09 is when I was laid off and I had just spent 10 years in advertising and working for multi-million dollar clients. And I was getting nauseous during that layoff period when I was on unemployment, trying to find work again. And my body was physically closing down. And I was like, I can't bring myself to do it. I have to type in how many places I applied to because of unemployment, but I'm about to throw up every time I'm, and I didn't know what that was about. And so I investigated a little bit, sort of did like a self audit kind of a thing about what could I see myself doing? What did I like to do? And I just thought about how um, the parts of my day that I really loved were in the workplace, not on spreadsheets, (laughs) but on talking with people about the worst parts of their life. (laughs) I wanted to hear about the divorce. I wanted to hear about the breakdown. I wanted to hear about whatever diagnosis. I was like, yes, like that is the stuff of life. That is what's really going on behind all these spreadsheets. That's what we're all going through. And what is the wisdom in that? Why is that happening in your life? What does that tell you about yourself? What are you learning? How are you better because of that? And that's because somebody gave me the gift of that when 20 years earlier when i was in college i worked with somebody who did an acupuncture type treatment in me and said oh yeah your emotions are related to your physical body and i was just like what oh yeah your work stress is related to what's going on in every part of your body and your life and i was just blown away by that and so i um, decided to pivot to acupuncture because I was like, I want that excuse to talk to people again. I want that space. It didn't really matter what the modality was that I could study. I just needed a certificate and something. And so I got this three and a half, four year degree to match. And so now I've been studying that and it's 11 years later. And, and it is just the, the dream of my life. I feel so full of purpose because I get the space 
to connect the dots with people about what's going on in their life, their emotions, their heart space, their head space, their body, and how it's really all connected. And if you pay attention to it all, if you pay attention to the headache, if you pay attention to the agony, if you pay attention to the panic attack, if you go into it rather than fight it or ignore it, um, there's actually something very wise about it. It may be hard to figure out. <laughs> it may take the help of a coach, a Charlene or a Joy. <laughs> We're happy to help you <laughs> navigate your crises. I know. Do you remember what, when I told you I could not apply for a job? I'm like, something's wrong with me, Joy. I'm, I'm on furlough. I may not have a job, but I cannot put an application in. Mm-hmm. You remember I was struggling with it? And you were like, Charlene, why can't you? I said, because I feel like there's something else I should be doing. And I went back in my mind to my first coaching class. And my coaching instructor had told me at break, he said, this profession, the coaching profession needs you. You're good at it. Don't stop. Mm. And, And it felt very prophetic at the time because I felt for the first time that I... I'm doing something that, because my, my goal is to always, is never been about being rich, it's about making people's lives better. Mm-hmm. And if I think about work, the workplace, what gave me the greatest joy is when someone in a, someone um, came to me and was like, hey, I'm, I'm in a crisis, I'm, I'm, I w- I'm trying to navigate a political situation, how do I do that? I wanna apply for this job, but I'm not sure if I'm, I'm ready having those conversations because it did bring in some elements of home, right? Yes. You know, because I got to make more money because, you know, you know, I'm the breadwinner and it, it, it was never just work. It always had a home element to it. Yes. And I remember, I think what was pivotal point for me to say, okay, I got to do something with this at some point in the future is when I was meeting with someone who realized he was in the wrong job mm. and first time he heard himself say it out loud and he said wow I never voiced how I was feeling internally Mm -hmm. and I was like where can you go from here wow because he was on the verge of getting fired right let go because of performance and Mm -hmm. it was like and he came back and thanked me and he said you know what thank you for giving me you know space to be able to voice that because I couldn't go home and tell my wife that. Oh, wow. Right? You see how the home and work is just so integrated. They're not separate. Yeah. So intertwined. Right. And so when you asked me that question, well, how shall, how come you can't apply? And I was like, because I don't want to do the same work. You and knew. I, yeah. I did, but I had never verbalized it. It was in my head. It was like, I got to do something different. You know, I always thought this was my retirement, you know, income job. But it was, no, this is the moment. This is the time. And who makes a change in a pandemic? Who comes out of comes out of a job in a pandemic, right? And so it was like, I didn't care. I felt like this was, I needed to do what I know I should be doing. And, and the money will take care of itself. I'm not, I'm not concerned about money. Yeah. And this is the beautiful 
clarifier about a pandemic is that why, the who, what, where, when, how, why, right? So the why of um, what is the why of doing work at all? What is the why that you're living for, you know? And this is really clarified for people whether they do actually want to stay with their job, if they, even if, <laughs> even if they might lose everything, right? Even yeah. if you need to switch positions. And, and it's really interesting how different personalities um, have different strengths and different risk taking abilities. And some people are really clear about this is not the time to make a change for me. And some people are really clear about this is the only time I can make a change, you yeah. know? It's almost and, like giving you permission to, to do it. Because I've had people say, I can't do it. No, great that you're able to do it, Charlie, but I can't. I said, that's great. This is not for you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I always say, are you getting what you want out of life? If this is giving you what you want out of life, great, stay. If it's not, you know, think of something else that you want and put a plan in place to make it happen. Because the whole notion of, I, I was doing a lot of research because when you have a lot of no, downtime, you can read a lot. And I was like, <laughs> The, the employee experience, the work experience is changing. You know, people who've worked under these dictatorial, these hard managers, that's, that's people are what more empathetic, more compassionate leaders, right, that they're working for. Mm -hmm. They work to have a purpose and a meaning. So whether you stayed at your company or not, employers may lose sight of the fact that people are coming back different. Their expectations of the workplace are different. Right. Yes. This whole notion of working remotely. Well, guess what? That may not even be a, a term anymore because now that children are in school virtually, I've I've heard of a number of families that have picked up, left their homes, rented Airbnb for a month because their kids can, you know, work remotely and go to school virtually. They're doing it in Florida. They're doing they're doing a road trip. So this whole nomad movement, freedom movement yeah. that we're under in, in this pandemic may even shift us even further in terms of where and how we get work done. And, and what's important to you in terms of your environment yeah. so that you feel good when you're doing all those things too, when you're helping your kids get through school or working, um, I've heard that also as well of people moving back home, moving to be closer to family. You know, mm -hmm. I recently had a patient come in who was having severe digestive pain and had lost a severe amount of weight and could not put it on and was having symptoms they'd never had before. And I said, when did all this start? Oh, it started when I uprooted my life and moved overnight from San Francisco to DC to be with who I loved the day that the pandemic was closing everything down, made a split decision, uprooted my home. And since then, we've moved five times to five different apartments because of this, that, or the other, family's here, family's not there. And I said, that's really interesting that you're having digestive upset about all this moving because the digestive energy in acupuncture, the digestive pathways of energy, the meridians 
that have to do with digesting are the same ones that have to do with feeling at home. I was like, it is very clear to me that you don't feel at home and your body doesn't feel at home. And so your body's having a hard time digesting that, that feeling of life, that, that being settled, that, that feeling centered in your core, in your gut. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just sort of fell into that. Like you said, had the chance to say what was true, say what was really happening, say the underlying root cause of this whole situation, you know, and I got an email the next day from that person. And they said, I'm moving back home to the country where my family's living, <laughs> at least for the time being. And I was so happy. I said, I'm so happy for you that you're connecting back to your home. And I think yeah. that's actually going to make a difference with your sense of home and your body, your gut, your core, your, your centering yourself, you know, like go back to your home base, your center, you know? Yes. And, and if you think about home, home is everything for us. You know, home is our sanctuary. It's our retreat. It's our go-to place where we can just be who we are, right? Um, and be with people who know us. <laughs> for better, for worse. Yeah, for some people, that's not a safe place right now. Yeah. And, you know, I my heart goes out to, to but I have a, a soft spot for children, is, you know, children who are being abused, you know, where right. they go to school and that was their safe place for at least eight hours. Right. Um, so we, we know it's not for everyone, you know, a, a very um, safe environment, but it is, it is, it is a place that we spend a lot of time. Help me though, because I need some help. I, I need to have a little mini escape in my house. How do you create like mini escapes or, you know, mini, um, mini, many areas where you just can breathe and just be by yourself. My closet is my, my go-to spot, but. Love it. Okay. So what is your ideal getaway in the first place? Are you a beach person? Are you a mountain person? Are you an alone time person? Your ideal vacation, would it be a family cruise? Would it be a trip by yourself? What is restorative for you? What is fun? What is respite? Well, respite pre-COVID <laughs> was at least two trips, two girlfriend trips a year. And we would go out of the country. And in October, we do couples trips, right? Um, and so it was traveling. It was the beach. It was going on a plane somewhere. Um, we've done a lot of cruising. And so it was just travel period. It was getting out of the house, packing up a bag, getting on a plane or getting in the car for a long car drive. Mm. That's what I like to brainstorm about in terms of creating a little space for yourself at home is what it was what is or was exciting or inspiring to you. And some people just need peace and quiet and a dark room, right? And some people need a little bit of inspiration. And um, like for me, I really love color. And I, I've got a lot of family in Central America. And so I like those vibrant fabrics that they've got. Mm. And mixing a lot of 
bright colors together. And so I like bringing in a chair from overseas with a super colorful blanket and having that creating like a little reading nook in a corner because it it's like an escape. It's like a trip for me. You know what I mean? It's like a getaway that reminds me of like, it's like this exotic chair with this exotic blanket throw look with a tiny little marble table next to it. That's got a candle on it. And it's like perfect for just having a, a book. Like for me, I love to just get escape with a book. You know what I mean? But it brings in that travel sense of adventure yes. um, with a visual cue. You know what I mean? So I like to say tap into your senses of what you, what is normally something that you love and think about what awakens those senses. So um, let's say if you went to Italy, is there a color or a scent? Um, you know, like I, <laughs> why are you laughing? You know, I'm laughing because Italy is my favorite place to visit. We've been eating so much homemade pizza. And you know why? Because when we went, last time I went to Italy, I brought a pizza cutter. And every time I bring that pizza cutter out, it reminds me of Italy. And I'm like, and I go to the Dollar Tree and I get some uh, Pellegrino, Limon, So when you said that, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it and not realizing that I'm doing it. You're doing it and you're not realizing that you're doing it. Yes. So that totally ties in with this home life intertwined thing. You know what I mean? It's like bringing in elements that you miss into your life to inspire and bring color throughout your whole life. So my best friend and I, we were lamenting because, you know, Shutterfly brings up memory pictures and we did a photo shoot when we went to Portugal last year mm-hmm. and she's like, oh no, but you know what happened? I had a magnet that I bought when we were on that trip and mm-hmm. I pulled it out and I took a picture of it and I said, I still have a little Portugal right here. Yes. Oh, okay. So, oh my God, I think I'm, I'm doing it. I'm bringing my travel senses in through the memorabilia that I've collected. Love it. Yes. That's another thing that I plan on doing too, is taking some photos that I only have on my computer and my phone and getting them printed and putting them in frames. Then these are not photos that I normally have out, but it's like, I want to bring more of my family that I can't get to right now, more people, more images of like the people and places that I love in, you know? Oh, wow. This is good. This is good, Joy, because I was feeling like, you know, I I don't want to be like mad because we can't travel because we've traveled extensively and, and, you know, I have the memories to draw upon, but it was, it's these, it was these time periods like October, right? I just decorated the the house for the fall because my daughter knows that I love fall decoration. Mm -hmm. So I said, I can't let, COVID and this environment get me too far away from the things that I love to do around the house. Mm. Wow. I love it. And that's a really beautiful way to mark time. Um, I find I can often fly through a month or a season, you know, and you're like, oof, where did the time go to? 
And so I purposely will buy a seasonal piece of food, like, you know, a, a roast, a pumpkin to roast or something like that. Or I made pumpkin bread yesterday on purpose because I was like, my natural tendency would to not get around to doing this until January. And then it's going to be too late for pumpkin. <laughs> so it's like when it's summertime, I buy a summer thing, you know, a piece of fruit or a, a summer kind of flower. And when it's fall, it's like buy something that is a visual cue. And yeah. I think the visual cues and the sensory cues, the smells, the taste, the sights, the sounds really let you be present because time is fleeting, you know? And so it's like really savor the, the moment you have. Life is short, you know? Exactly. Because I was thinking too, I was like, okay, pumpkin spice, it's, it's the time. <laughs> Pumpkins. And we went to the nursery yesterday and I got my beautiful pumpkins and I'm, I'm like, yay, uh, because really this, the summer was a blur. It was all a blur. I, there's nothing memorable about it. It just felt like, did we have summer? Because mm. I was not in tune to it and I wasn't, you know, keeping up with some of the, the rituals and the routines that you told me about that, you know, that are important to do. And so I had to make sure I, I resurrect those and and I was like, yes, come on fall. This is yes, my, come on fall of the year. Love it. Well, Joy, it, this has been a phenomenal time with you. I really appreciate your wisdom and your insight and your and what you have done to restore me and to put me on a different path that who knows would have started. So I can always look back on 2020. I can say that there were some, some sad moments, some down moments, but there's also been some opportunities that I just took by the horn and said, okay, do it. I love it, Charlene. I'm so grateful to have this time with you and just to be yeah. in your presence. I feel that from you. I feel your your presence and your your courage and your you're filling up your space. You're filling up everybody else's space with your beauty because you tapped into your your strength and your power and your inner beauty. And I'm just like, oh, I'm basking in it. It's just delicious. I'm well, so know, happy to have this conversation with you. You helped me get there. You helped me get there too fast because then you said, okay, Charlotte, you just, if you need tune-ups, call me. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> the wings, I do. Your, your practice is very, you know, just from the scent, you know, I always tell people about the pe I, peppermint soap hand wash mm -hmm. that just gave me such a lift. And I bought some, by the way, I bought some peppermint um, soap hand soap. Love it house and I was like oh it reminds me of Joy's office and just the whole calmness of your practice and it's just I, I I tell any and everyone about it I said I am sold on acupuncture but more importantly I'm I'm, I'm sold on you and how you are in, how you're taking that practice and really addressing the whole person and not just the symptoms that people are presenting to you so I thank you for, for pivoting and moving into your passion where you're having a great impact on lives every day. Oh, thank you. And now it's your turn too, passing the torch, <laughs> touching in to your heart space, your passion and helping people in your pivot. I love it. Look, you, you got me out there. So I'm, I'm, I'm out here now and I'm, you know, I'm not looking back. Can't go back in now. Nope, can't go back in. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, Joy, on the Home Work Show, 
you can reach us at pushplaycoaching at gmail.com. Yeah, you can reach me at hello at joy-andrews.com. Yeah, so give us an email, send us an email and we'll get back to you. Thank you, Joy. Until next time. Thanks, Charlene. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.